0: If you don't know me, my name is Jack. I am the youth and young adults oversight here. I love it. I love it. Um, quick testimony with youth on um, a couple of weeks ago. We had over 80 people on a Friday night here, which is, which is pretty crazy. And many of those salvations and and which is just so good. And I'm loving it. And and on, on, over the weekend, I've been in Melbourne um, just the past couple of days, and I was just checking out a youth group in Melbourne, and. And man, it was 700 teenagers were at this youth group and 100 salvations that night. And and I'm sitting at the back there. Somehow I found myself sitting with all the loose units at the back. I don't know how that happened. But like they all run it around, make it. And I ended up having to be a youth leader with them. And I was next to this guy called Timothy. And Timothy, halfway through the message, goes, why do people believe that Jesus is God? He's like, that makes no sense to me. And I'm like, I'm explaining it to him. He's like, no, nah, I still don't get it. So I was like, okay, just listen to listen to the guy on stage, and and he goes halfway through, and then like ten minutes later, he's like, I still don't get it. Um, but at the end, he, he Timothy puts his hand up and um, fully goes to the salvation room, fully saved. And and what it made me think is, like, we're see, they're seeing that in Melbourne, but why can't we see that in Morayfield? Like, why can't we see this whole room packed with teenagers every week, getting saved, getting getting Timothys come in, and go. I don't really get this, but I'm I'm interested. And then all of a sudden, they give their lives to God, and their lives are changed forever. And hopefully, their families' lives are changed forever. So I, I I'm praying for that. Please pray with me that that us as a youth group can see that can see sim- same things. I really believe that that more I filled teenagers need God. Like everybody needs God, but I really like you chat to some of these teenagers. You're like you need God. Like please, um, but but like I love them and um. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm believing for that. And young adults, we're going to see many young adults come. I'm, I'm excited for that. But this morning, we are going to read straight from the Word in Matthew 7, 24. So can we read that together? It says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it what is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock, though the rain comes in, torrents and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rain and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So these words come directly from Jesus, and it's in one of his most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. And this sermon covers a variety of topics of how us as Christians, or Christians should live. And But I want to point out this one today, because I really believe that this is important. And you know why I believe that? Because he finished with this. So it has to have been important if he's going to finish with that. And, and really, it says that who we are needs to come from Jesus, and that is where our strength will come from. So today, I have named my message, The Rock. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray, Lord, let let this morning just be your words not mine lord i pray lord as i'm speaking lord speak to us lord lord speak to us this morning jesus and we lord we pray lord that that what i say this morning is just is just good lord and i pray that you move this morning in jesus name amen amen who here dreams of having a beach house directly on the beach that you can go to for holidays that you can go to just anytime you want because it's yours who here dreams of that i know i do and it, just four of you. Okay, well, I want a beach house myself. And, and you know what? It seems like a great dream. I can't, I, I'm going to get a beach house one day. I'll tell you right now. Even if it's an apartment, I, I'm going to get something on the beach. I promise you. Um, you've heard it here first. Um, it sounds magical. But you see, it is. It is. Except for four families in Carolina who had built their dream homes and got to live in them. So four families in Carolina, can we please have this screen a photo on screen? But you see, what happened was they decided to build their house directly on the beach, as you can see here. Not smart, not very smart. And and as in the past year, four of these houses have collapsed and been washed away. But you see, the interesting thing is these people back here, they look pretty good. They're, they're pretty safe over here. But you see, the front people, they thought... Yeah, I'm going to, I'm in a, got the best view. I reckon they would have been pretty smug. Like, i got the best view. I've got, I've got like, I'm on the sand. I get to go home, look out to the beach. But in the end, it all came crashing down, quite literally. Quite literally came crashing down. And and just like in this story, sometimes in our life, it's easier to, to, it's more attractive to build on sand. Sand being the acceptance. Sand being going with what the world believes. Sand even just being, is just comfortability, just being comfortable. But just like these beach houses, when a storm comes, when a strong wind comes, you will crumble. You will collapse as there is no stability. You see, there was no stability when these guys, when these houses were built on sand. And yes, it may be more attractive. Yes, it will be better in the short term. But it it'll always, I can guarantee you, come crumbling down when you are faced with a challenge, so when Jesus said, "Listen to him like someone who builds his house on solid rock," he wasn't just giving great building advice, as much as it is good building advice. But he was actually saying, "Build your life in him, so that when a storm comes, when challenges hit, you won't collapse or crumble, but you will stay strong." And and he's just saying, "But you just need to give your struggles to him. You need to give your challenges to him." you need to trust in Him. And you do this by praying consistently, by reading the Word consistently, by worshipping consistently. See, that's how you build your, your foundations on rock, not sand. Jesus made it so clear. And I truly believe that we, if we build our foundations in Jesus, like He told us to do, we will become rocks ourselves. I believe it as I've seen it in many lives. There are many people in my life that I live such successful lives and do such great things and they all have this one thing in common. They have made Jesus their rock. That they, they are so firm in what they believe. They are so strong in Jesus and they give their struggles to Jesus. They give their good times to Jesus. They give everything to Jesus. And I've also read it many times in the Bible, but I want to focus on one man this morning. And this man was named Simon. And Simon was building his foundations, and sand, but one encounter with Jesus changed it all. And the story is found in Luke 5 verse 1. Let's read it together. While Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, many people pushed to get near him. They wanted to hear the word of God. Jesus saw two boats on the shore. The fishermen were not there because they were washing their nets. Jesus got into a boat which belonged to Simon, and Jesus asked him to push it out a little way from land. Then he sat down and taught the, the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "'Push out into the deep water, let down your nets for some fish.' Simon said to him, "'Teacher, we have worked all night "'and have, no, have caught nothing, but because you told me to, "'I will let the net down.'" When they had done this, they caught so many fish their nets started to break. They called their friends working in the other boat to come and help them. They came and both boats were so full of fish that they began to sing. When Simon Peter saw it, he got down at the feet of Jesus and said, go away from me, Lord, because I am a sinful man. He and all those with him were surprised and wondered about the many fish. James and John, sons of Zebedee, were surprised also. They were working together with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for men. When they came to land with their boats, they left everything and followed Jesus. See, this, this story tells us, for well, Simon told us that he was a sinful man, that he had made some mistakes. But Jesus didn't care. Jesus saw past his flaws And Jesus saw past his mistakes, and Jesus saw what Simon could be. And you may be here this morning, and just like Simon in the story, you've made some mistakes, we all have. And you have some flaws, we all have. And you have been building on sand, and because of that, you may have thought, Jack, I get that we are supposed to build our houses on rock, but I've just made too many mistakes. I just have too many flaws. It's just too late to change. It's just too late to change. But I'm telling you this morning that God is saying, I know you have made mistakes. I know you have crumbled when challenges have come in the past. I know that you haven't relied on me but when you, sh- when you should have, but I don't care because I see what you can be. I will guide you. I will mold you. I will look at the future and not your past. I will make you a rock, but you need to follow me. Not the world. Not what is easiest. Not what most what is most comfortable or attractive but you need to follow me. And Simon was so focused on the mistakes in that story that he had made, but Jesus was focused on what he could be. And from Simon deciding to drop everything and follow Jesus, as that last bit said, he, they got back to the boat, from to the shore, dropped everything and followed Jesus. Everything changed. So much so that Jesus even changed Simon's name. As John one forty two says, Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Peter, which means rock. And this wasn't just a hopeful name change, this wasn't, but it was actually a prophecy. Jesus was saying to Peter that he would be a stone of stability for Jesus Christ, that when others may fail, when others may run away, Peter will stand strong. Jesus was saying, without me, you, you are unstable, you are unstable, you've made mistakes, but with me, I will make you stable, I, you will be strong and you will be a rock. So yes, G, yes, Peter made some mistakes. Yes, Peter wasn't perfect, but with Jesus, he was called to be a rock. We are called to be rocks. We, yes, we have made mistakes. Yes, we haven't been strong yet and stood up at times that we've really needed to. But Jesus looks past all of that. Peter is such a great example of that. And he is saying, with me, you can be a rock. When tough times come, you will stay strong. When opposition hits, you won't falter because I have made you a rock. It doesn't matter how you have lived previously, because with Jesus, you can be a rock. We are called to be rocks, but it comes through Jesus. And I was, I've been, I was a youth leader for, under Pastor Joe for, for many years, actually, five, six years I, and Pastor Joe, like every leader's meeting, used to say this, and it rings in my ears. He used to say, "When if you are consuming more worldly things than godly things, you will always struggle. And at 17, 18, I was like, whatever. Like, I'm busy. Like, I want to watch Parks and Recreation. I don't know what shows. Uh, and And... I was like, but the older I've gotten, and when I look back, at, at my lowest points, there was always one thing. I was never focusing on Jesus. I was always focusing on work and everything else, but I was never reading my Bible consistently. I was never praying consistently. I was never worshiping God consistently. It was always just a thing that I did pretty much on a Sunday and Friday night, and I always found myself in the lowest point. So, the and sometimes it is easy to think that we can be a rock by having an encounter every two months, isn't it? I'm just going to have my encounter. I'm going on the encounter night at church or whatever it is. I'm going to get my encounter and then I'm good. I'm good. Oh, and then if I'm in trouble, I'll just put some worship music on in my car, pray a prayer like, God, I need you, and he'll come through. That's, we've all done it, haven't we? We've all done it. And, and you see, that that is the case. He will get through. You, he will help you. But, and encounters are great, but when real challenges come, when you have to face a real issue in your life, I can almost guarantee you that you will crumble. I know that because I've crumbled before. I've seen people crumble before and you always ask them, what were you reading? And it's always like, oh, occasionally. And you see, but the thing is, we need to give everything to God. We need to be reading the Bible constantly. We need to be worshiping constantly because if we make God our rock, we will be a rock. We need to trust Jesus. So, when Peter had the encounter with Jesus, he didn't just go, great, I've had had my prophecy. I'm going to be a rock for Jesus and then went, I'm going to continue fishing. He didn't do that. He didn't go, oh, yep, Jesus told me that. Yeah, I'm going to be a rock. Look at that. My name's changed to Peter. It's a better name than Simon. If yours is named Simon, great name. Um, but uh, but I'm gonna, my name is now Peter. But the final verse once again says, he left everything and followed Jesus. To be a rock, you will need to make sacrifices. You will need to make decisions to leave bad habits that may have been for years. You will... You, and you will need to follow Jesus. It would not have been easy for Peter to lead every, everything. He had a wife. But he knew that he needed to do it to be the rock that Jesus had called him to be. We are called to be rocks, and for us to be rocks just like Peter was, we need to drop everything and follow Jesus. Because if we make Jesus our rock, he will make us a rock. Psalm 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The only way we can be a rock is if we make God our rock. That's a great prayer to pray. I'm going to read it one more time. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Being a rock, I'm I'm actually gonna say this. Being a rock, I know there will be people here being like, I, I don't have the personality to be a rock. Being a rock is not a personality trait. It's not a personality trait. We all get sucked into that. I'm not strong. I, I, I'm not I'm I'm weak. But but we are all strong. If we put our trust in Jesus, if we give go, Jesus, I, I'm just going to give everything to you. I know that he will come through. I know that you can be a rock. It's not a personality trait. You may be even like I have too many weaknesses to be a rock for Jesus. Well, by following Jesus, he's going to help you in times of weakness. He helps beat our weaknesses. And this is so evident in Peter's life. There's a story in the Bible where Peter found himself in a situation that looked dire, but then Jesus was able to come through. And it's found in Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Walking on the water, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? See, this is a story where Peter had a great moment of faith. He hops out of a boat in, in a storm and he gives all trust to Jesus. But then in one moment, all of that great faith just goes away and Jesus literally had to pick Peter up to save him. And this was a trend in Peter's life. He would always get sucked into, into the moment and do something wrong. It was, it was a real weakness. Once he cut off a guy's ear, um, just because he just gets sucked into the moment. It's like a real weakness of his. And Jesus would always save him. But who knows, Peter is not alone in losing faith at times. I know I have before. or well, having weaknesses come out in moments, there is there is times where I'm, I'm, I get white line fever. I get white line fever. If you don't know what, not, what, know what white line fever is, I play sport. I walk over that white line, and I'm a different person. And, uh, and it is a weakness in my life. It is a, it a, it a weakness. Uh, it's not good. Once I threw a ball at a grown man, and uh, it was not good. Um, but, like, it is a weakness in me, and which I've had to work on. And we all go through these moments where we doubt, but if we make sure that we are always with Jesus, Jesus will always save us and always aid our weaknesses. And I have joined a gym recently. It's a bit like a cult. Um, if you know me, it's it's, it's called Fit Stop. I, if you've spoken to me, I will tell you about Fit Stop. I'm in love with it. It is, so, it is a Monday to Friday. I'm not getting paid for this, but it is expensive. So if they want to make it cheaper, please do. Um, but I, I, Monday to Friday, 45 minutes, I go to the 4.15 class, I leave at 5. It's perfect. And, and they tell me what to do, they tell me if I'm doing it wrong, and it's fantastic. Ruben, can I please have you up? Um, and it is fantastic. Like, I love it. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to think at gym, I want to be told what to do. That's who I am. And see, we've been in a six-week challenge recently, and, and in the six-week challenge, this week was like the final week where we were doing three rep maxes. And I'm not that strong, but I, I'm trying to get stronger and what I learned this week, the importance of a spot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this out. These are Pastor Joe's weight, and they're very heavy, so I don't know if I'll be able to do this. But see, what happens is with a spot, oh man, this is heavy, uh, what happens is I can do this. I can do this constantly, but I'm eventually going to get tired, and this is where Ruben is going to come in and help me and bring stability to my rep. See what happened in this week. I could do it for a little bit. I could keep on going, but eventually I get to the point where I'm like, I can't do it. And I need Ruben. Thank you, Ruben. Can we give Ruben a massive <laughs> hand, round of applause? See, in that rep, Ruben brought brought stability. See, I was struggling. I was getting, I was ending up probably gonna drop that weight on my face. And that wouldn't be good. But you see, Ruben comes in and is able to help me bring stability back into my rep. And just like it's so important for me to have a spot in Jim, Jesus was a spot in Peter's situation. Jesus was able to bring stability into Peter's situation. But the thing is, for Jesus to be, and we can get that same stability be brought in, but for Jesus to be a spot in our lives, we need to bring him into every area of our lives. Because we all have weaknesses, we all will be faced with challenges and the scary situations. But if we bring Jesus in, He will be a spot in our lives, and He will help us in these situations. He will bring stability back into situations that have been so unstable for years, but you just need to bring Him in. He just needs to be there. As we can do on our own for a while, but eventually a situation is going to come. Eventually a challenge is going to arise that we won't be able to do by but He will come in and guide us. He will help our weaknesses. He will lift us up in times of struggle. God will help our weaknesses become strengths. That is why it is, it is so important to not have an encounter with Jesus and just leave it there. But instead bring Him into every part of our lives, even the ugly parts. We all have them. And I would love to say that if you do that, you won't make any mistakes and being a an movable rock. I would love to tell you that. Like, if you give, bring Jesus into every one of your life, you, no more mistakes. You're going to be perfect. But we're all human. We're all human. And we're all going to make mistakes. And once again, I love the Peter story because he's a great example of this. Yes, he was like a rock. Like his name legitimately meant rock. And yes, he acted like a rock. Yes, Peter dropped everything and followed Jesus. Yes, he even let Jesus come in and help him in weaknesses but Peter still made a lot of mistakes. And there's even a story in the Bible where Jesus tells Peter he is going to deny knowing him three times. And Peter even said, there's no way that will happen. And let's read what happens next in Luke 22. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was followed at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, this man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, woman, I don't know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, you are one of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, certainly this man also was, here, was with him, for he is too a Galilean. But Peter said, man... I don't know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was speaking, the rooster crowed. Next slide. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. See, Peter was told he was going to make a mistake. He even said, I'm not going to do it. And he made that mistake. He would have been distraught. As it said in the last verse, he wept. He wept. That means you're pretty distraught by the situation. And even if you make Jesus the rock in your life, even if you bring Jesus into every part of your life, you are going to make mistakes. You are going to stuff up. You are going to do things that that will make you distraught at times. We all have in, in the past as well. Peter was even told he would make a huge mistake and he still did it. And, he, and But the thing was, Peter could have let that mistake, mistake define him like we often do in a negative way. He could have just decided, in the, I've stuffed up too many times, I've made too many mistakes, I, I'm done, this is who I am. I'm, I'm the person that just stuck in the same loop of mistakes. But you see, Peter actually did let this mistake define him but not in a negative way, in a positive way. I see from that encounter, from that moment, you know what Peter did? Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Peter healed many people. Peter got thousands and thousands and thousands of people saved. He was the first person to allow a non-Jewish person to be a Christian. So through Jesus, Jesus used him to allow a non-Jewish person to be a Christian. He even died because of he was not willing to back down of his belief in the faith. Of Jesus. He died being hung upside down because he decided from that moment that I'm not going to let this mistake be define me, but I'm actually going to let this mistake define me in a positive way where I'll never be that person again. But none of this would have happened if Peter let his mistake define him in that negative way. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to do shameful things. But when they happen, we can't let that define us. We can't stay in those moments despite how detrimental they may have been. We can't stay in those moments. But instead, we need to look forward. We need to connect back to Jesus as he wouldn't and doesn't want those moments to define us in a negative way. He wants us to learn from those moments. He will help us in those moments, but he, he definitely does not want them to be in a negative way. Jesus wants the best for us despite the mistakes we have made. And once again, lastly, Peter is a great example of this. John, John 21, let's read on the screen. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. When Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, "Follow me." Jesus saw what mistakes Peter made. Je- Peter was with Jesus nearly well his whole ministry life, so Jesus would have seen everything. Jesus would have seen the mistakes. Jesus was there. It says in the when I said he denied him three times, Jesus was there and turned around, so he saw everything. But he, you see. Jesus also saw Peter's willingness to make Jesus his rock. Jesus also saw that Peter was a rock and that just made a few mistakes. And from that moment, Peter, Peter through Jesus was able to be a rock for many people. And see, just one message Peter preached, 5,000 people saved. And what I'm saying to you is, this morning is, why can't that be you? Why can't you be a rock for many people? Why can't you leave today going, Jesus, I'm going to give you all my weaknesses. I'm going to give you all my struggles because I want to be a rock for you where people can rely, lean on me, where you can use me as a vessel to see many people saved. Jesus knows we'll make mistakes, but he doesn't want them to define us. So when a mistake is made, don't run away, but go back to God. He will welcome you with open arms. Can I please have the band up? Everybody in this room is called to be rocks for Jesus. Yes, we may not have the name meaning of rock, but we are called to be rocks for Jesus. But to do that, we need to make God our rock. We need to build our foundation on Jesus, on on the Word, on, on worshipping, on praying, on God, not the world. We just can't have an encounter every two months, but instead we need to follow Jesus in all areas of our life. We need to let God aid us in our weaknesses, and we need to not let our mistakes define us in a negative way. We need to put God first in our lives, and if we do that, I know that will be rocks to many, many people. And as I said um, previously, I was in Melbourne on Friday seeing this youth group, but the the leader of that youth group, I got to have breakfast with him on um, Friday morning, and I was chatting to him, and he was telling me about his life. He was telling me that he lived in the Gold Coast, and he reckons from the age of 12 to 17, every day he would do drugs. Every single day. He said he would go to the mangroves at Palm Beach and just do drugs. And you see, what he said was, but at the same time, he was a really good AFL player, where he was in the Gold Coast Academy and destined to be in the AFL. And and so what his parents did at the time, they moved him from the Gold Coast to Melbourne so that he can focus on his footy. He, can, he, he started playing in really good teams. He started and, and really developing into a great AFL player. And he says that he ended up going to a youth camp once because he thought there was hot girls. He, he genuinely said that. Um, and he said that he was sitting at the back and he wasn't listening, but all of a sudden something just captured him. And he starts to listen to the, the, the preacher preach and, he, and, and in that moment, he says his whole life changed. He had a Peter-like encounter where God pretty much just said, drop everything and follow me. And he said from that moment, he made a decision that he is going to drop everything and follow me. He told his parents that he's going to quit footy and do Bible college. And his parents kicked him out. So he ended up living in a house. He ended up living in one of his friends' house on a couch with no money and all he said he would do was go to bible college and read the word because he's like everything else in my life was very dire but he made a decision that he's going to give all of his weaknesses all of his problems all of all of every every one of his issues to God because he just wanted to to be a rock for Jesus and that person today as I was sitting with him, is now running a youth group of seven to 800 teenagers every Friday night. He's traveling around Australia. He's traveling around the world preaching and seeing, or seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers saved. But that wouldn't have happened if he didn't decide, Jesus, I'm just going to drop everything and follow you. Jesus, I'm going to give you my weaknesses. Jesus, I'm going to give you my mistakes. He could have easily let everything he'd done in his life prevent him from being doing what God called him to do. But God said, no, I know you have a great plan. No, I know that, I, that you are going to be a rock for me. And from that moment, thousands and thousands of people have been saved because he made a decision. He made a decision going, God, I'm going to follow you. God, I'm going to drop everything and follow you. And he is now a rock for Jesus. And if Noah's life can be changed to that point, I know that your life can be changed. So this morning, usually we ask for people to come to the front, but we all have mistakes. We all have weaknesses. So what I want us to do, if we can all just stand, and I'm just going to pray this morning that that God, that God, you have the boldness to give those issues to God, to give the ugly parts to God, because I know that everybody in this room can walk out and be a rock, be a rock in their workplaces, be a rock in their family, and And be a rock everywhere in their life. I know that if you decide today, if you decide today that, God, I just want to be a rock for you. God, I give you everything. I know that your life will change. I know that God will use you like you never thought you could be used. So with everybody's eyes closed, I'm just going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray right now for every single person in this room. Jesus, I pray today, Lord, Let us be able to give us boldness to give you our our weaknesses, to be able to give us mistakes. Lord, I break chains of people's lives this morning, Jesus. Lord, break chains of people's lives where they may have walked in with these issues, may have walked in with these mistakes, Jesus. And Lord, I pray right now, Lord, let them walk freely out, Jesus. Lord, let them walk freely out. We pray right now for addictions to be broken. We pray right now for for just for healing to break out in this room, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray right now for you to come, Lord. And Lord, I pray for us to give boldness, Lord. I pray that everybody that is in this room today leaves this room wanting to be a rock for you, Jesus. That you don't use them for their own lives, but you use them for their workplaces' lives. You use them for their families' lives, Jesus. That you use them to be rocks where people can lean on you through them, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you for being our rock. Thank you for being someone that we can lean on. Thank you for being someone that that looks past our mistakes, that looks past all the things, all of the stuff that we have made, all of our weaknesses, and Lord, you focus on our strengths. So Holy Spirit, I lift that up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But, but this morning, what I want to do is I would love to give everybody in this room an opportunity to enter into relationship with God. I've been speaking about a God that wants the best for us. I've been speaking about a God that is always with us. A God that will guide us. A God that wants the best versions of ourselves and will look past of our weaknesses. Look past our mistakes and just focus on who we can be. And the best part is that love is for everyone. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the mistakes you have made because over 2,000 years ago, God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that we can be forgiven, so that we can love, so that we can live an eternal life. So can I please have everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And if that is you this morning and you go, I want to enter into a relationship with God, it is so easy. All you need to do is just is, is raise your hand and then say a prayer and then you are safe. So I'm going to count to three in a moment. And if that is you, I would love for you to raise your hand. It will be the best decision you'll ever make. God will save you. God will will make you the best version of yourself. So one, Jesus Jesus knows who you are and he loves you. Two, it will be the best decision you ever make in your life. Three, if that is anybody here this morning, I would love for you to raise your hand and we'll pray with you. Anybody here at all, I can guarantee you it will be the best decision you'll ever make. Anybody here at all? Anybody here? That is okay, that is okay. But you can open your eyes now. But what I would love to do this morning is I would love to have a bit of worship because I really believe that today that as you worship... You're going to walk out free this morning. You're going to walk out, and, and and God is going to give you tips. God is going to give you keys to actually be able to be a rock in your family, to be able to rock in your workplaces. So so the band is going to lead us in worship this morning. And and I, I just encourage you, give your weaknesses to God. Give your mistakes to God. Go, God, I know I've let these mistakes define me for this amount of years, but, Lord, I want to move forward. I know that you've got bigger plans for me. I know that you've got more for me, and I want to give that to you. So, Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray right Right now, Lord, let freedom break out in this place. Let's worship today.